Okay, we're quoting on the podcast. Be ready here in a minute. Get the video rolling. There it goes. So what is up, folks? Ladies and gents, players and pimps, listen. Snoop Doggy Dog is on the mic. Pay attention. Okay, or not. The hell is this? Chapter 5 test. Okay, whatever the hell that means. To night part 2, night number 2 of Wrestlemania. I can't do it as good as Vince, Vince did it, but uh, Wrestlemania has concluded. Uh, it was a good overall show. Uh, you know, some things lived up to expectations, some didn't. Some, most, of, most everything I thought would happen, happened. And, you know, there was, there's always, you know... When you're a, a wrestling fan, or I guess you could say a, a wrestling mark, like I am, you you hope, you wish things would happen, and you know, of course, it doesn't go that way. Um, you know, but I think WWE is. Uh, Getting ready for the virus uh, pandemic restrictions to ease. I think they're getting ready to start doing live shows again with an audience. And so this WrestleMania was about... Getting right people in right places for that to happen. Um, Michael Cole even <laughs> effed up and said, you know, it's a start of a new season for rest, uh, WWE. Uh, of course, we know sports have seasons, but I don't think that's what he was talking about. You meant like a. Like, television shows have seasons, but whatever. We all know that's how wrestling is. Um, kickoff show started on time. Yeah, they talked about it being windy and wet. Tonight's show started on time at 8 o'clock, the wrestling matches. Sort of. I mean, there was like a long set of video packages and introductions and stuff like that, but... In general, it started the way it was supposed to. Uh, the The girl that sang "America the Beautiful," uh, they called her the new, the new voice or the new face of country music, and she was uh out. She she was all right. I mean, she was no Aretha Franklin, but it, she was just there with an acoustic guitar. Singing America the Beautiful. And that's fine. You know, whatever. That's how Vince chooses to start WrestleMania. Instead of, 
there's been a couple times they've started with the national anthem. But usually they start with America the Beautiful. I don't, in fact, I don't know if I... Maybe I'm making myself remember them using the national anthem. It's almost always America the Beautiful. What well, doesn't matter. But they've had, you know, Ray Charles do America the Beautiful. Aretha Franklin. Now they just kind of find some B-list. Whatever. Uh, you know, going into this, my expectations were it would not be as good as night one. Uh, I think Roman Reigns versus, I thought Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan could be the best match of the night. Uh, Rhea Ripley and Asuka could have been another candidate for match of the night. Um, and I really wasn't sure Rhea Ripley would win the belt. There's a little doubt in my mind. Uh, that might be too soon, but this is WWE, so you you know do what you can. I'm a Rhea Ripley fan, so it's all right. Uh, the Fiend versus Orton, I thought would be boring. I didn't know what to expect. Uh, how does somebody who was burnt to a crisp um, wrestle? You know, last time we saw the Fiend come up through the ring. Uh, his mask was melted, his clothes were torched and everything. Um, uh, I mean, I really like Bray Wyatt and The Fiend, but and I like the Firefly Funhouse, but how does a half-burnt wrestler work? This is my question going into the night. Uh, Big E versus Apollo, what the hell is a Nigerian drum fight match? Uh, could be... the second best match of the night but what was wrong with Apollo Crews the really good wrestler that that's what I, I don't like about WWE right now they're getting back to this this stuff from the 1990s late 80s where everyone had to have a gimmick and a cartoonish they're not as cartoonish as they were then of course, but just saying. Um, you had, I thought Seamus versus Matt Riddle would be boring. That's all I put. Um, then you had Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn with Logan Paul. I don't like this Logan Paul guy. So I just kind of wrote F Logan Paul. And that Sammy and KO could, or they will have a great match, could steal the show. Is what I thought going into this. Uh, the last on the list uh, that I was looking at was Nia and Shayna versus Natalia and Tamina. Uh, I said it would be boring. I'm glad to see Nia, or pardon me, to hell with Nia. Uh, I'm glad to see Tamina getting a push. Like I said, for a long time when I was a kid, her dad, Jimmy Snuka, was one of my favorite wrestlers. Was my favorite wrestler. Uh, and so, uh, and I said, I'm just sick of Nia Jax. She can't work. She can't move in the ring. She's not strong like they make her out to be. Um, you know, Shayna Baszler needs a singles title push. 
at least move her to the upper card of the women's division. And then I said, you know, where's Charlotte? Where's Bailey? Where's Alistair Black? Now, I guess Charlotte is out on uh, COVID-19 protocol, not pregnancy protocol. Um, so you start out the show of shows and <laughs> Titus O'Neill and Hulk Hogan come out dressed like pirates, talking like pirates. Uh, <laughs> and I think they tried to bury a hatchet in a way where Hulk Hogan used some words like scallywag and different pirate language, I guess it was supposed to be. And Titus O'Neil said, you can't say that stuff in public. So it's kind of like a black dude forgiving Hogan for his racial slur video, porn video he made a few years ago. But it was just funny seeing these two dressed as pirates and trying to talk like pirates. Uh, so, anyways, that was that was funny. That was cute. Uh, then the first match is the Fiend versus Randy Orton. Randy came down to the ring. Then we had a long ass video package. Uh, about the build-up to the match and featured Alexa Bliss a lot. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Well, they were setting some stuff up at ringside is what was going on. Um, so we see a picture of a burnt fiend coming down a tunnel. Or at least that's what it looked like. He was in a tunnel. I guess he was actually standing still. Then Alexa comes out to the Firefly Funhouse music. And the camera cuts to a giant jack-in-the-box at ringside. So this is why you had the long-ass video package to start it out. The ring crew had to bring this monstrosity jack-in-the-box down to the ring. So, of course, Alexa starts turning the crank. Um, an unburnt fiend. So now he's no longer burned to a crisp. His mask is no longer melted. So that answered one of my questions from earlier. That was good. Uh, I like the fiend when he's not melty and crispy. Um, the melted, unmelted fiend rises from the jack-in-the-box with uh, the Wyatt family music playing. And then it switched to uh, a death metal song halfway out. Um so the fiend is reborn anew. I think Michael Cole pointed that out. They were back to the red lighting on the ring during the fiend match. Uh, I still don't know the point of that, but it's a, it's a neat effect, sinister looking thing. Uh, it was a back and forth brutal match. Didn't go long. The fiend went for a sister Abigail when fire shot up out of the ring posts. And the camera cuts to a wide shot of the ring with Alexa sitting on top of the jack-in-the-box. And she had a contraption on her head that was pouring. It, it was supposed to look like black blood was pouring out of her hairline or out of her skin and down her face. And it was really creepy. It got a good reaction from the crowd. The fans were chanting, holy shit, holy shit. Um... And then 
Randy Orton turns the Fiend around, hits him with the RKO for the win. And I was just like, well, what the F was all this buildup that they're going to, you know, destroy Randy Orton and all this. And then he just gets beat because he's distracted by uh, Alexa Bliss, his own sidekick. I'd really, there's a pipe dream. I know it's not going to happen. But, um... Bray Wyatt's real-life sister, Micah Rotundo, is like a motivational speaker and a philosophical-type person on Instagram and whatever other videos she can post. I would think it would be cool to have her come in as Bray Wyatt's psychiatrist and have Alexa Bliss become Sister Abigail and start a new Wyatt family. But I don't know. That's just if I were booking this. Because I miss Bray Wyatt, who was an okay wrestler at best. Not, you know, but you don't have to be a great, you know, Matt tactician to be a good wrestler. But he was great on the microphone. And said just all kinds of crazy things, but it captivated the audience. And he was popular with the fans, and then they kill him. They kill the character. Oh, whatever. So then we had Pirate Hulk and Pirate Titus backstage talking with Eric Easy E. Bischoff. Uh, they get interrupted by Bailey. Whatever. They all just kind of sneak off and leave Bailey there. So then we had Natalia versus Tamina. Or Natalia, shit, I keep saying it wrong. Natalia and Tamina versus Nia and Shayna. Um, you know, Natalia and Baszler started out the match. A lot of good technical wrestling between the two of them, which was nice to see for a change. Uh, Natalia and Tamina had great teamwork, tagging in and out, doing, you know, combination tag team moves. Uh, Baszler had good submissions on the ground. She had Natty down in an ankle lock for a while. Uh, then at one point, Nia did a double cross body onto Natty and Tamina at the same time. Tried to pin both of them. Uh, or pin both. Uh, the crowd was chanting for Tamina, or yeah, Tamina, which was nice. Nice to see her getting over. Uh, nice to see them letting her put some of her char her own character, her own personality through. But in the end, uh, Tamina or Tamina and Nia lose. Nia and Shayna retain the belts. Okay, whatever. Moving on. Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens was next. Um, this I said this should be a good match. Uh, Logan Paul was at the announce table the whole time. He really wasn't in Sami Zayn's corner, a.k.a. with Sami Zayn as it was advertised. But that's great because keep him out of it. Uh, you had Lady Ref Jess, who's <laughs> one of my favorite referees uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, it was a brutal back and forth match. You had high spots like superplexes off the top rope, 
Um, you know, uh, Kevin Owens dropping Sammy across the top rope, stomach first. It was just a good, good wrestling match. Uh, you know, they went back and forth. It was stiff. But they're two guys that are familiar with each other from the independents. And they're two of the best workers. You can say what you want that Sammy's not a jacked up roid head, steroid head. I don't care. Neither were Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson. Neither was Tully Blanchard. You don't have to be a jacked up roid head to get over in wrestling. And Sammy Zane can talk. He can work, it, you know, it just, you know, not everybody has to be Hulk Hogan. Not everybody has to be Triple H, okay? But after back and forth, Kevin Owens wins with the stunner. Uh, not the match of the night, but it, it was good enough to keep me interested and make me want to watch. I didn't want to, you know, mess with my phone. I didn't want to, you know, text people. I, it just kept me fixated on the screen and that's what a good wrestling match should do uh, you didn't know who would win it was just a grudge match between two old friends that turned enemies uh, in the end or at the end of the match after the match uh, Logan Paul got in the ring and got stunned by um, Kevin Owens uh, well, him and Sammy had a little falling out. And then uh, uh, Kevin beat Sammy up some more and threw him out of the ring. And Logan Paul raised Kevin Owens' hand. And then Kevin kept, like, staring at his hand. I'm like, what are you staring at your hand for? And then eventually he went over and gave Logan Paul the stunner. And uh, uh, Michael Cole, y'all, hashtag down goes Logan. So I... I tweeted out, stun, Owens, stun, hashtag down goes Logan, hashtag WrestleMania. I'm sure that hashtag is not trending right now, but uh, then we went to a backstage promo with Matt Riddle and the great Kali. Uh, Riddle said that, you know, Kali should open a store for giants. Uh, then Rob Van Dam, of all people, comes out in a nice suit. And he's uh, translating for the great Kali. And this was, it was funny to listen to Kali talk Indian or gibberish. I don't know which it was. Uh, and then <laughs> RVD gives Kali and Riddle official RVD rolling papers as the first item for great Kali to sell at his giant store. <laughs> <laughs> so uh then we had Sheamus versus uh Matt Riddle for the US title. And I think a couple times Matt some one of the ring announcers, we'll blame it on Michael Cole, uh called it the Intercontinental title. I'm like, hey, wait a second, that's the next match. Uh but anyways, uh I didn't expect much. Uh Riddle is surprisingly strong. He got Sheamus up in some suplexes. And held him up in some moves. I was really surprised with his strength. Uh, his athletic abil ability doesn't surprise me at all. He's very Matt Riddle is very athletic. What did shock me was Sheamus won. Uh, Matt Riddle went for a backflip off the middle rope. And Sheamus hit him with a kick in the face. 
And at the end of the match, uh, Matt Riddle's face was bloodied. So obviously, Matt Riddle's mouth actually was bleeding. So that's obviously going to uh, set up for future a future return match between the two and a feud. Uh, then we had Apollo Crews versus Big E for the Intercontinental title in the Nigerian drum match. Uh, Mike, what the hell is a Nigerian drum match? In my 40 years of watching wrestling, as long as I can remember since I was a little kid, uh, you know, I've seen Texas death matches. I've seen Texas Tornado matches. I've seen bull rope matches, Russian chain matches, whatever city they're wrestling in, street fight matches. I've even seen a North Hills Akron street fight match. But I've never seen a Nigerian drum match. Uh, there is a rich history of wrestling in the African culture. Sometimes as sports, sometimes to settle rivalries between tribes way back hundreds of thousands of years ago. Uh, but that's not what this was about. It was a glorified no disqualification match. Um, they started out beating each other with Singapore canes. There were drums and gongs or yeah, gongs around ringside. Uh, and they just beat the hell out of each other. It was a, a decent match up until Apollo Crews won. Uh, after some giant guy in a military uniform comes from out of nowhere and choke slams Big E. And that's the end. Uh, you had two great athletes, but they used the same weapons as every other match. So this could have just as easily been a great Intercontinental title match at WrestleMania. Like there have been so many other great Intercontinental title matches at WrestleMania. Uh, and had two just two really great wrestlers going at it. But no. Uh, it, I mean, they could have had a, a steel cage stipulation. They could have had, um, you know, a, a leather strap match stipulation. It could have just been a no DQ, falls count anywhere stipulation. Wrestling's, you know, full of stipulation matches. That's fine. But, again, we're doing this crap where everybody has to have a gimmick and a character. So, uh, and I was really hoping that Big E would, or somebody someday, would break the honky-tonk man's uh, reign or record for longest Intercontinental Championship reign. But I guess I'll have to wait. Maybe it'll be Apollo Crews. Anyhow, next we had what I thought could be the match of the night or one of the top matches of the night. Rhea Ripley versus Asuka. Asuka is one of the most underutilized champions in history. They put the Raw Women's title on her after last WrestleMania, and Becky had to go into temporary retirement because she's pregnant, or was pregnant. She She's given birth now. And so, we had Oscar's champion for a year, 
but rarely defended the belt, rarely feuded for the belt with anybody. They stuck her in a tag team for a while. And she, I don't, this is another one of those things I don't get. Good athlete, great worker, good as a heel or a face, uh, is over with the fans, but Vince doesn't get it, so Vince doesn't understand her. He doesn't get why she's popular. Um... But, whatever. Whatever. Uh, Rhea Ripley was played out to the ring by a band I never heard of. Uh, and But the name of the song was This Is My Brutality. Or it may have just been Brutality, but the chorus was This Is My Brutality. Rhea looked... Big as shit, like a brick shit house. Just big, buff, strong woman. Looked beautiful. Uh, they started out fast and furious. Uh, Rhea powered out of an ankle lock submission and put Oscar into a German suplex. Oscar went back on the offensive with a kick. Uh, she went up to the, Oscar went to the top rope. Rhea jumped up. Beyond the top rope and drop kicked Oscar off of the top rope. Oscar, they were fighting on the ring apron. Oscar gave Rhea a DDT from the ring apron onto the floor. Uh, Rhea sustained a flurry of kicks by Oscar and then wins with the Riptide. So, congratulations, Rhea Ripley. Uh, I don't know who she'll feud with next. Maybe there will be a return match in a few weeks, five weeks at Backlash. Uh, maybe she'll go into a program with Charlotte. Uh, that would be good for Charlotte to put Rhea Ripley over. Uh, we'll see. You know, a lot of directions you can go, but you can't have Rhea Ripley buried with 50-50 booking. She has to keep that women's title until WrestleMania next year, at least, at least, and maybe beyond that, uh, you know, let somebody be a freaking champion, that's all I'm saying, let somebody be a freaking champion, you know, uh, Hulk Hogan reigned for maybe four years, um, you know, before that, in the 70s, Bruno San Martino reigned for almost a decade, and then he took a break and reigned for almost another decade. Uh, and I mean, that was back in the 60s and 70s till Bruno was finally like, man, my body's so beat up. I got to stop this shit, you know. And I'm so glad I got to meet Bruno before he passed away and got his autograph. Cause, but anyway, that's another story for another time. Um, but good, good job, Rhea Ripley. Someone deserves it. She was on a really big streak in uh, NXT. And then Charlotte took the belt from her at WrestleMania last year in front of no audience. And that kind of killed Rhea Ripley for a little bit. And then Rhea 
got into this feud uh, in NXT with um, Raquel Gonzalez, who's an awesome. I have so much respect for Raquel. Uh, you know, she she's lost a lot of weight. I saw her wrestle in the May Young Classic a few years ago, and she was a little fuller figured. Now she's just diesel and buff, uh, a lot like Rhea. And, uh, you know, on Rhea's way out of NXT, she put um, Raquel over, and now Raquel is the NXT Women's Champion. So a lot of good things going for the women's division. So many good women wrestlers out there right now. Uh, some people like Jim Cornette will disagree with me, but shits and giggles, I don't care. A uh, lot of great, talented, athletic women in wrestling. I'm glad to see that. Uh, next segment, we're back to Hulk and Titus. This time they were not dressed in pirate costumes. Uh, they came out to to thank the fans or fan the thanks. Um, um, they were interrupted by Bailey. Then the Bella Twins interrupted Bailey. Bailey made a John Cena remark. And the Bella Twins beat her up and threw her down the ramp. Then that was back to wrestling. <laughs> uh, the match of the night, the main event, and, you know, kudos. Uh, these three guys, Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryant, and Edge, put on the best match of the night. Um, it, my notes, I said this should be the best match of the night Dun, don't know, Dunno, D-U-N-N-O, Dunno, who will win. That's what made a good match. I really wanted Edge to win. I thought Daniel Bryan should go out on his back. Uh, they've been hinting at his retirement so he can be a family man and take a backstage role in the company. Uh, and they need him backstage bad. Uh, they need him to develop storylines, uh, match finishes, angles, you know, all those things. They need to get rid of these freaking TV writers and have people with wrestling knowledge there uh, booking the matches, booking the shows, whatever you want to call it. Um, I... Yeah, I said, you know, let Edge and Roman feud, or I thought to myself, I didn't say it out loud, let Edge and Roman feud till SummerSlam, but that won't happen. Eh, it probably won't. Um, Edge got the biggest face pop. Roman Reigns got a mix of cheers and boos. It's kind of, mm, Person that's supposed to be the biggest bad guy of the match is being cheered and booed. And at one crowd, at one point, the crowd just started chanting, Roman sucks. But at first, he was getting a mix of cheers and boos. Roman uh, starts out fast. You know, Jay Uso's uh, kicking, super kicking Daniel Bryan and Edge on the outside as Roman tosses them out of the ring. And then at one point, they were just fighting everywhere. Bodies, there were bodies everywhere. All three guys were uh, laid out on the mats outside the ring. Edge and Roman both went to spear one another. 
and they collided in a double spear, which led to Daniel Bryan doing a diving headbutt onto Edge, and then another diving headbutt onto Roman while both men were down because they knocked each other out with the double spear attempt. Uh, when they tried to spear, both tried to spear each other at the same time. Then uh, Daniel went for the, the yes lock on Roman Reigns and Edge broke it up. Then he went for the yes lock on Edge and Roman broke that up. Uh, at one point in the match, Edge had Roman Reigns in a cross face, you know, like the Crippler cross face. But he had a broken piece of uh, steel chair in Roman's mouth while he was doing the cross face. And then Daniel Bryan crawls over and puts uh, the yes lock, which is another just variation of the cross face, on Roman. So Roman's getting cross-faced by two guys at once uh, and then Edge and Daniel Bryan start headbutting each other uh, because you know of course they both can't get Roman to submit or pass out you know so they started fighting amongst each other over who was gonna uh, make Roman quit which then led to <clears throat> eventually Jay Uso made his way back to the ring and started giving super kicks uh, and whatever. And he took uh, a beating for Roman. So Roman wins after Jey Uso interferes and takes a chair beating from Edge that was meant for Roman. Roman, after you know Edge was distracted with Jey Uso and beating him up, Roman speared Edge. He hit Edge with a concerto, which is what Edge was going to do to Roman. If you don't know what concerto is, look it up. I'm not explaining it. Uh, so Ed, he, then Roman put Edge on top of Daniel Bryan and pinned, <clears throat> pardon me, Edge or Roman drug Edge over on top of Daniel Bryan. And pinned both guys. Um, it, before that, Edge gave Brian uh, a beaten a concerto. So Brian was laying over there, shaking and twitching while uh, all this other stuff was happening. And then, Ed, then you know, like I said, Roman got his spear. No doubt, Roman Reigns is the champion, the face of the place. Um, but who does Roman feud with now? Um, they can drag out Roman versus Edge for a few more months, another pay-per-view or two. Maybe, you know, Edge will take the belt at Backlash. Uh, I don't know, you know. Um, I think they wanted to give Daniel Bryan a one last WrestleMania moment if he is going out to retire, uh, and then, you know, let, let it be, you know, then give, maybe give Edge his final world title run or whatever it's going to be for him at 47 or 48 years old. But Edge is, is diesel. 
he is cut, he's jacked, he's in the best shape he's ever been in. Uh, looks old in the face, but jacked in the body. So, uh, you know, kudos to Edge. Uh, and this was a great, great WrestleMania. You know, there are always detractors. There were matches that were kind of like, eh. You know, I really didn't get too much. I was impressed with, I, I liked the Sheamus versus um, Matt Riddle match more than I thought I would. Uh, the women's tag title match was better than I thought it would be. But when your expectations are like, oh, this is going to be a one-star match, if that's what you want to say, uh, and it ends up being a three-star match, well, then you've tripled your expectations, right? But overall, it was entertaining. WrestleMania weekend is what WrestleMania should be. Uh, rumors are there's going to be a superstar shakeup after this. So we'll probably have a, a draft or something in the next month or so. And they'll move wrestlers from show to show, brand to brand. Uh, some unfortunate people will come up from NXT and get buried. <laughs> uh, some lucky people might go back down to NXT and become stars again. Uh, like Aleister Black. You know, uh, I wrote down somewhere, where are, where's Alistair? Where's Charlotte? Oh, Charlotte's on COVID-19 protocol. All right, that's stupid, but at least she's not got the nine-month flu. Uh, so she could come back and feud with, you know, Rhea. Uh, I think Bianca Belair and uh, Sasha Banks were the best match of the weekend. Uh, they stole the show last night. And there's probably a few more matches left in that feud. Uh, you know, and Sasha made Bianca a star. Bianca was nervous. Sasha kept her on the right track. Sasha is a ring general. I don't care what people want to say about women's wrestling. Sasha Banks can carry just about anyone or anything to a good match. But she didn't have to last night with Bianca Belair. It's not what I'm saying. But she, Bianca was very emotional and excited. I mean, her, her chin, God bless Bianca Belair. Her chin was quivering. She was misty-eyed at the start of the match because you're at WrestleMania. This is your dream. You, you know, okay, let's face it. She knew ahead of time she was going to win. And she was like probably thinking, oh, man, I hope I don't mess this up. Uh but she, she did great. Bianca Belair put on a great match with Sasha. But I give more credit to Sasha uh, being a little more WrestleMania veteran-ish and being a, a ring general. So that was WrestleMania. I, I thought it was great. Um, a lot of people on the internet, like uh, Hannibal... The most boring, toned down, monotone wrestling interviewer on the internet. But he does get some great superstars to sit down with him for interviews. Uh, he hated last night. I know Jim Cornette's going to hate all the women's matches except Rhea Ripley's. Uh, I'm pretty sure he has a liking too for uh, punk rock badass women like, like uh, Rhea Ripley. 
I seem to be the only woman he talked positively about on his podcast. So anyhow, it it's cool. Uh, I liked it. I enjoyed it. If you didn't like it, that's your prerogative. Um, but I thought it was entertaining. And i uh, got to thank all the superstars and people that put WrestleMania together. Thank Vince McMahon for a lifetime of entertainment. Uh, 37 WrestleMania's worth of entertainment. And many years before WrestleMania started. Uh, so... Good, good show. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Find me on Parlor at The Real Big John. Uh, this is Americana, the American Way channel or podcast, depending on what medium you're listening and watching on. And as always, I'm out of breath. <laughs> God bless y'all. Thank you very much. Remember to pray for each other and have a great, great night. Until next WrestleMania. <laughs>